afternoon good evening three men and a baby mike nation this is your main man jake the snake steve-o and i have here with me two of my best friends so let's go with the bottom of the corner for episode 11 let's introduce him who was the guy with the blue headphones on lay it on me oh i had to, I had to make sure mine were blue here what up bros what up fam what up three men and a baby mike community it's lj Yes, sir. Thank you for the intro. All right. And the real estate mogul. Who do we got over here in the top left? Hell yeah. Oh, man. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. It is Boggsy or Josh Boggs over here, however you call me. Owner of Exposed Homes. You guys are awesome. Thank you for paying attention to our podcast. We we are so thankful you guys are still here. And uh, I think Boggsy's um, ultimate quote is that one listener we have. So, yes, thank you to that one listener. That one listener we have, yeah. All we ask, guys, is even if you don't like our podcast, give us a follow. You know, that's all we're looking for. It's just the follows. You know, and maybe a thumbs up, right? Oh, he's starting um, out begging. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. man. I'm begging. <laughs> man, when that song comes on the motorcycle, <laughs> I love it. Begging. I guess it going? <laughs> I guess it, yeah. that, that song, man, I'm, I'm yelling it, it out. It is a good song. It oh, is a good yeah. song. Uh-huh. All right. Well, guys, we are in episode 11. We have made it past Dose. Right, um, tens, you know, multiples, whatever you want to call it. So I'm proud of us. I think we're getting the hang of this. We have been on the money for posting the last three weeks, so that's something. So I hope our few, followers that, few followers that we have like that. Virtual so in typical five. fashion, when we start this off, we're all drinking something. So uh, Bogsy, real estate mogul, what you sipping on, my dude? You know, you guys always give me hell for it, but you know, I love my tequila. And guys, I am drinking me some Casamigos Blanco. Uh, freaking badass, 100% blue agave uh, tequila, straight on the rocks. It's the way to go. I, 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 Dang, I love it. Straight on the rocks. Straight. No lime juice or nothing. No lime, no nothing. Just straight. This is how it is, guys. This that dude's a like. beast. And that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no thank you. Yeah. Uh. It's like Come you're on. it's like you're Hispanic or something, man. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you have some Hispanic. You know, I feel like I'm halfway there. Or it's like you be in some Hispanic all the time. Every now and then I am in Hispanic. So yes. <laughs> all right. And LJ the trucker. What's going on, dude? What you sipping on? My country my country folk here. What you sipping on? I need a little caffeine, so I got my Mountain Dew as my topper. Okay. Uh, and I went back to my twenties. Back in my twenties, me and my buddy. Go real cheap with Mr. Sailor Jerry. Have you ever had Sailor Jerry? Oh, yes, I know what. Sailor Jerry's is not horrible when you mix it's it. It's not exactly, no, it's and it's not. cheap. But you know what? I love me some like Crown Apple and Mountain Dew and stuff like that. This is Sailor Jerry Savage Apple. Oh, Whoa. okay. I it's, didn't realize they had other. It's okay. a hit. It's a hit because the bottle's empty. So yeah, he emptied the bottle. So. I, I finished the last one. I was like, man, I gotta save that. For, for podcast night, you know, I well, got. Can I we got see the actual drink? Three quarter. Uh, well, let's yeah, see the really. drink. Well, the drink okay, has copyright. Copy, the drink yeah, has copyrighted. Copyright. Yeah, yeah, it was copyrighted. That's right. For the listener that's out there, he's got LDA usually blurs his screen, right, his background. Yeah. So it was blurs everything he holds up. So, but uh, Bogsy gave Bogsy gave him shit today. So he said, you know what? Show him. Show me. I did. I, did. So I want to make sure you guys can see the bottle because you said maybe we'd be throwing a little bit of video footage out there, but so, yeah, it was ah. copyrighted. But 
there is Lunar Companies. That's my brother's uh, uh, company that he works for. He's very proud of. Oh, they had me out to the Indy 500 and got me drunk. So I Ooh, am I miss the Indy 500. Lunar Companies right here. Uh, as long as you know where you fell asleep and you didn't fall asleep with your socks <laughs> on. That's all that matters, man. No socks when you fall asleep when you're drunk, right? Hey, you had pit passes to that. I got a. I'm so jealous. I Dude, we had. That. They hooked it up. We had a suite awesome. with all the food. Got to go into the pits. Got to go into the to the um. What's that area where the cars come in? They do their little spiel and then they go back out. On isn't the track. isn't it the pit? Uh, the pit. That's the pits. But yeah, okay, so the, the garage. The garage. Yeah, garage. Oh, and they also go. went to the oh, pit yeah. area because it's oh, yeah, two okay. separate areas. The track is phenomenal. If you ever been yeah. to Indy Five Hundred, you got to go. You don't go just for the race. Go out there for the whole experience. Because otherwise, Indianapolis don't have nothing else. So, yeah, they're going. I've heard that. I've. Uh, I'm not one to watch NASCAR on, on TV, but I've heard it's it's a quite a spectacle inside. Um, actually, going to the event, I was actually pretty upset. Um, NASCAR came to Chicago this summer over Fourth July weekend, but we just happened. If we were still going to be there, I was going to buy tickets. And Jill, my wife, was totally on board, but then we ended up PCSing, so ended up missing out on it. But I was all about that. Guys, I, I know we we said let's keep it short, but I got to talk about this for a second. So, LJ, have you been to Brickyard 400 with the NASCAR? I went inaugural year with my dad. Okay. I'm honest with you. Nice. But I did just miss. I wanted to go. I wanted to go um, this last weekend. They had the road course for ah. the Indy cars. Yep. And then they also had NASCAR there in the same weekend. And Damn. I missed out. Yeah, I think they just started doing it maybe last year or the year before. But I think that'd be really See, because that's what I want to know. I've never been to a NASCAR race, so I want to know the difference between IndyCar and NASCAR as far as the theory, feeling experience. I mean, I, you got to tell us real quick. I, I think, I think ultimately it's like the same party because, I mean, like I said, you want to experience. It's like so, the same so, party. It's so pretty much the same crowd. Is what you're saying? No, <laughs> no, no, no blow. Wow. Oh, different bo- party. It's, it's, oh, okay. It's <laughs> Indianapolis, so I think it's mainly you know it'd be like weed. <laughs> And Miller Lights, lots of beer. Uh, yeah, oh, man. and you know, there's people with fishing poles with dildos on them and casting them out into the walk area where people walk around trying to get girls to grab the dildos. Oh my it's, it's oh. wild! It's wild. That Turns wild. Three. Wow. You gotta go. I love how you did the country version of the cars. Right, he didn't mention anything about the cars, the sounds, the feeling. It was all about dildos and parties. All right, guys, <laughs> we we have digressed so quickly here. Oh, I love it. So, just as a list, uh, just as um LJ was saying, listener. So after today's episode, I'm gonna do my best to clip some of these shorts out and post them to our Facebook page. I'm working on the Instagram. Um, Bogsy's gonna help me here soon because I've tried my best and I cannot figure it out. And um, I'm against Twitter. So we're going to get that up. I'm hopefully we can get some clips out here so you can see what we're talking about. All right. So as every opener, I got my fun fact today. I'm about to blow your my guy's mind. So I like to look things up. This one I heard on the radio the other day and it blew my mind. So I had to go do my own research. So first off, what do you what what do you think the di- real big difference is between a motel and a hotel? Anybody? Oh, uh, easy. The doors are facing outwards. They're outside entrances versus inside entrances that's what i've been told boom that's the money right there that was the exact answer i was looking uh, for very good is that what it is it literally um that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally just definition saying, motel is cheaper and hotel is more expensive usually right uh, right so but, yeah we always would yeah 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 but that exact answer i mean Bob, you hit it right in the head was that that the doors open out to an open parking lot where 
So, fun fact of the day is why they're called motels. So, um, back in the early 1920s, 1925s, at that point, you know, cars have been around 10, 15 years, and they were getting more affordable. And more and more people were driving places instead of riding the train. And they didn't have places to stay for their long trips. So, hotel companies started set, setting up hotels um, on along these highway routes and stuff. And what they would call them are motor hotels. And in the 1930s, after about five to seven years of being called motor hotels, one man out of the state of Ohio, I already, I missed it. I, I don't have it pulled up anymore. Sorry, calling his the motel at Route 67, I think is what it was. And then motel was kind of dimed. And ever since then, motel has stuck. And so that's why it's called a motel because it's a motor hotel. And they just abbreviated it after about 10 years. And that's why it's called motels. That's awesome. Thank you yeah, for that it's background. It's a motor hotel. So, that, yeah. Have you guys stayed at a motel recently? It's a motel? Been a hot meal. It's been I don't a think hot. I've ever stayed at a motel. No? Yeah. Oh. Like a motel? You said, because you said the doors are facing. Yeah, they go so out, You don't outside. walk into a lobby. Yeah, you don't so walk motels, into a lobby. All motels. You walk in and you access your room from an outside door, meaning, you know, you walk up to it, you're outside. You might be covered by a patio, quote unquote, yeah. but you but walk in. door is already outside. Outside. You don't go through a main lobby to get to your hotel room. That's, that's, what, that's what the answer is. What is the difference between a motel and a hotel? Um, so, yeah. I love it. I love it, dude. That's, that's great. it. So we are at nine minutes. I know we were trying to cut our <laughs> openings up a little short already. So I want to pass it off to my main man, the real estate mogul, Bogsy. I think you have the main topic today, dude. So what you got for us, man? Three men and a baby mic. What you got for us? Guys, you guys are bringing always some amazing topics. And then here I am always want to just divert to what I know as far as real estate and lending and all that. And so I was struggling with this one. I think you guys all know that we're talking today. I said, you know what? I just want to talk about our experiences and the differences between being a motorcycle rider or a biker and oh, what okay. is the differences and why someone would choose that one lifestyle or the other and why bikers suck and why bikers are awesome. Huh. Okay. So it's a little bit of loaded one there. So I know cause all three of us are really connected because of that love for two wheels and uh, Steve, you even said it today on on the motorcycle because you have one. Uh, LJ has access to one. I'm the only one that doesn't, uh, and I miss it every day. So shame, shame, shame. I know it is a shame. Um, so that was really what I want to talk about. Just our experiences on that. What could we help educate that one listener that's still out there about you know the differences when they see a motorcycle rider versus a biker versus a club versus an independent, you know, and uh, and why do we love motorcycles so much? And what does it do for us in our lifestyles? You know, what does it do for us for our peace of mind? Why why do we choose that? Right. And that's when I throw that out there. So I I'm not gonna throw it to Steve O because Steve and I actually met in a motorcycle organization. But I want to get LJ's take on this first, that as far as your reasoning for why you love the wife on two wheels and what was your extent or experience. On two wheels. So if I could real quick, before we uh -huh. get to that conversation, mm -hmm. you kind of right. mentioned it. I would love the audience to know how all three of us ultimately met, right? Um, I know we, we'll, we'll get to me and you here in a second, but 
oh, yeah. the first time. Uh, would you like to tell that story? Or do you want to wait till later for that? That's just uh... no. I think let's tell now. I mean, you brought it up. Uh, oh, okay, make it quick. LJ, you you can you can talk about it because it's when you and Sheree came down to visit me and Norma by yourselves. Well, how we how we met though? Oh, between no, how the three the, of us. The, the first time yeah. all three of us were in the same yeah. spot. That's what I meant. And what were we doing? We were running two two wheels together, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we came down to visit Boggsy's family, and it was actually just my, our first visit down. This is my wife and I, uh, and uh, Boggsy was able to get us a friend of his and your, your guys's organization that you were in. Then uh, is that you know let us borrow his bike to ride, which is huge. I don't. It, it'd be tough to let somebody borrow a bike. You know, it's like let's my borrow a dildo. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, I'm going back to the fishing story from the race, but you know, you, you probably ain't gonna let somebody borrow that. I, mean, I like how you tied that in there. Poor Steve was coughing his lungs up over there. He can't even, yeah. Can't but anyways, right. so th- he got a bike for us to ride because we were gonna do a, a, a ride into the hill country of Texas down there in San Antonio, and uh, we also had a ride together. You guys were doing some kind of event at the local Harley dealership. We're gonna make a video with your vice vice president at that time. And that's uh, right. You were there. Yeah, I forgot about we that. We met yeah. up at yeah. uh Bill Mur- is it Bill Murray's Bill, 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 Bill Miller's Bill Miller's that's Murray. the actor. Bill <laughs> I remember shaking <laughs> for the first time and I was like, Man, that's exactly. a firm handshake. I'm like, yeah, oh, right. very this guy's all right. I was like Man, I I think I always have like the lint noodle shake, but okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how we had that first interaction. Then we had we had something back at Bogsy's house. We did, yeah, we had to we hang did out but around the table it's... and did some drinking. But that's how our first we yeah. met at, at uh, Bill Murray's. <laughs> Bill Murray Bill Miller's. Okay. We got any San know. Antonio fans here? You are pissing them off right now. So. Oh yeah, man! And, yeah. and Bill Miller's is the place that had that the breakfast tacos you got me right, Bob. Yes, mm-hmm. wow. the, oh, tacos. If you get anywhere near <laughs> Bill, Bill Murray's, Bill Miller's, dude. God damn it! <laughs> I think he's doing it on purpose. You're cut off, dude. No more drinking. Get breakfast burritos, man. I will. I will. Yeah. I will sell their product for free. Just. That's money. That's yeah. just money, yeah. dude. I'll do it for free. That's yeah. what Dave Chappelle said. I'll do yeah. it for free. I just uh, thought that was cool. Not that's to say I call it yeah. Bill Murray's, and that's what I'll try not to do. So sorry to overtake man. there. I was just like, man, that was that. But that's how we met. Two wheels, and that's the conversation you brought up, and that's how us mm-hmm. three met. We'll get to me and Boggs later, but yeah. So okay, Boggs, my bad. I didn't want to. But I was like, man, I no, no, no. It's good. That, it's good so. because we could, man, we could talk about that whole meetup too. But yes, yeah. you're right. One of our, one of our, one of my good friends at the time, and buddy, he allowed you to. Bar with a bike, and it was awesome. Uh, even though it was a victory, we won't bring that up again. But Ooh. <laughs> that oh. burns, but yes, yes. first and last time around, exactly. a victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he'd rather forget it. So, LJ, talking about your experience, yeah, so thankful. Like, so, you, so me and Stable were an organization. I actually went further down the biker path, and we'll explain that a little bit. But tell me how early were how young were you when you started riding? What was your experience getting on there? I started out on a three wheeler, you know seven eight years old i think and uh then somehow i i talked my dad into buying a dirt bike and that was at 13 or 14 years old and then somehow i talked him into building a track in the backyard and then we built a track there's a levee system behind my parents house built a track down there we built a track at my first employer across the street uh my love for for wheels is more off-road but there ain't nothing like two wheels it don't matter where 
where it's at. So that's how mine started. But I did have a, a, a question for you, Bogsy, is for the regular person. How do they how do they know the difference between a biker and a, and a just regular motorcycle rider? Oh boy. All right. So good. A good question. Um very good when, question. Back in the day, all right. I was used to be uh, with an organization called Guardians of Children. They're a nonprofit motorcycle organization. Uh and we helped abuse and little guy to kids. And we can go into that a little bit more if we want, because I, I love the organization. I still tr- uh, believe in them a lot and it sucks that they have to exist, but they exist for a reason. And I was a president of that organization, the mother chapter uh, in San Antonio, the Ch- San Antonio chapter. So people would ask all the time, you can tell from independence because bikers typically, if they're in a club, now bikers is like a general term, but if you're part of a club, if a biker is part of a club, they will have a back patch and usually it's, a three-piece backpatch if it's a uh, a full-blown club, right? A sanctified club by your your one percenters that are out there. And there's the usual ones that sanctify and allow that to happen. So you have your upper upper portion of your patch that explains the name of the club. Then you have the middle part of the logo or the emblem that that club is. And then the bottom rocker, and they call them rockers, right? Up top, a top rocker, bottom rocker. And the bottom rocker describes where you're from, where location your chapters in so if you guys ever see a three-piece patch on a like a a a vest they would call it a cut then you already know okay that's more of a biker not really just like and we would call weekend we would always laugh we call weekend warriors right uh we would say all right the guys that just like to have motorcycles so they can get out on two wheels on the weekend and and live on the open road cool we call them weekend weekend warriors but uh you know I don't know, Steve. you might because you were you're in you were in Guardians of the Show with me too. Like they had other clubs at a clog chapter, Harley owner group, right? And I was part of that as well. And we would just have one patch, right? And uh and then uh, it was like a all universal. And would you say they're bikers or or not? Like there's so many different clubs out there, it's just hard to say who's a biker and who's a pant. I would say yes. Ultimately, I think my definition is anybody that rides in an official group on two wheels is what I would describe as a there biker, I think. There you go. Um, now, the the motorcycle enthusiast that I am, I would not say that technically I would not call Hog a biker group or a biker, <laughs> but I think, the, I think for the audience, the best way to describe it is yes, a group, a designated group that has some type of representation, representation on – their body while they're riding even hog has that one little patch on them i would say yes they are still a biker though and uh yeah um yeah yeah so yeah okay. yes. so that's that's what i want to say does that answer your question lj absolutely because okay. i was just thinking of all the people that don't and i think that to me i think there's tons of bikers millions of bikers out there but there's still those people that aren't bikers and you know F- defining that for them i almost think it's a lifestyle too because if you get a bunch of it like you've been to rock rally and uh the galveston lone star rally and of course they just had sturgis you'll see tons of guys that don't wear cuts they wear freaking chucks and they'll wear shorts and they'll they'll ride up and everybody meets up and they're going to call themselves bikers right so i think it's really just a lifestyle uh anybody that rides two wheels could definitely call themselves a biker and i think it'd be hard pressed for anybody to challenge them on that Unless they, yeah, you know, you know, we're just running it. So, Steve, oh, yeah. oh, go ahead, LJ. Sorry. Yeah, they have one around here every year. It's called the Boogie, and uh, 
Hey, yeah, I like the boogie when, man. So when when I was too, when yeah. I was there, yeah, yeah. my choice of outfit was tennis shoes and a thong. Oh, good heavens! <laughs> look, I don't look know what group that up. was. And I bet yeah. you at the boogie they sold a lot of boobies out there too. Yes, yes, yes. At one time, I had a nickname called Naked Johnny. Naked Johnny, get the See, hell out of here! I'm not the first one to call him Johnny then. Yeah, well, uh, now I know. Now we're starting to get down there. Now we know why I don't like us calling him Johnny Boy. Uh huh. That's yes. why right there. We haven't had the naked part before. We will so. discuss this later in, in a Marco Polo. We're oh, going to discuss gosh. more in this. But was okay. that before Sherry? <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> okay, Steve-O, I got here. What's your experience and what's your start in the, in the riding two wheels? Um. So my experience is, um, so I grew up a city boy, but I had both my, my dad and my mom's side of the family lived down in the country. Um, didn't really have a whole lot of dirt bikes. They were three-wheelers and four-wheelers. So I grew up with the off-roading life and wanted to be adventurous. Um, it wasn't till I joined the Army at 18, and I was like, you know what? I want a motorcycle. That's what I want to do. I want to get a two-wheel. So joined the Army, got my initial bonus, bought me a unknown brand uh, i think they were called united motors some company out of korea knockoff bike um, oh, wow. it was not very good it got the job done though uh, and then switched yeah. over to jixer suzuki's and then but ever since 18 i've been riding um it wasn't until i turned 25 that i switched to cruisers which now for to educate the listeners the ones that don't know i'm not saying that everybody doesn't know um, so usually crotch rockets are the sports bikes, um, and that's either sitting upright or the crotch rocket where you're literally leaning over. Um, those are the fast street bikes, what we like to call them. Cruisers are more often the Harleys, the Victories, um, the Indians, the the ones you see in a lot of movies, you know, the old, you know, yeah. saddlebag well, you, type of bike, right? Speaking of educating the listener, you said Jixer. So tell me, what's a Jixer? So a GSXR is a Suzuki. They have three models: the 600, the 750, and the 1000. They also have um, the Hayabusa, but that is not technically oh, a Jixer, yeah. even though it has a GSX in the name. It's technically it doesn't have the R, so it's technically ah. not a Jixer. Um, and um, yeah, it's just Suzuki. I like the way they looked. Um, I'm not one to be picking on. Ultimately, all these bikes are fucking fast, and they're all dangerous. So oh. I went with the one that looked the best, and I actually found – so a little tangent off the side. I, I got back from Iraq. I found my first true bike because I went through two broke-ass bikes beforehand because yeah. I was young and dumb. Um, was a Jixer 600. It was – I bought it in 2012. It was a 2008. I bought it from a college kid, a very rich, preppy college kid. Four years old, this dude only put 3,000 miles on it, and he sold it to nice. me for four grand. Um, it was practically brand new. Yeah. And so um, that's the only reason I bought it. It was a good deal. It looked good, but that's my thing. So that's kind of my story. I switched over to uh, Cruisers in about 2000. Oh, God, when I met you, Boxy, 2016, I think, 2017. Yeah, I remember, I remember being I bought my that. first Cruiser. That's right. And, um, I like cruisers. I like my Harley. I've had two so far. Um, they are comfortable. They're definitely more cruising. But I'm not gonna lie. There are some days I do miss. I do miss doing yeah. some willies. I do miss yeah. hauling ass. Now here's the thing. Even most har most Harleys are still faster than most cars, right? Most bikes are faster than most cars. I still go fast, but there's nothing like that high RPM, high torque 
on a crotch rocket. So Hell or a yeah. dirt bike. So, um, but I do love my cruiser, especially with my back and my knees. Really enjoy it too. So yeah, and, um, that's kind of my story. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's pretty cool. All right, so you guys got to hear this because I don't know if I told you this story before, and I, I was embarrassed to tell it for a lot of people, but it's been coming out more and more, and everybody can't believe me. But you can verify with my wife. So I started watching Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Lord. And I I, I freaking idolized Jack Steller, right? And I'm like, dude. And of course it's they're in California. I'm not in California, but I love white tennis shoes, baggy jeans, right? I sort of like my style. Anyway, after watching it, I got my wife in I got her to watch it because I said, baby, can I go uh get a motorcycle? She's like, hell no. So I said, hey, watch Sons of America Anarchy with me. So she did eight episodes in. She was like, all right, I'm down. You can get one. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, down here in San Antonio, I had never yeah, ridden one in my life, guys. Never ridden one in my life. And I found a place because I was like, all right, everybody goes, you got to go Harley. They go, go straight Harley off the gate. Don't ever turn around. I'm like, no, because if I freaking drop it or I hate it. Then, Amen. Amen. you know, then I just wasted all that money or, and, and I, no way. So I'm going to get me a starter bike, my starter bike. I picked it out. I went to a place called psycho rider. It's by the airport. Now I lived mm-hmm. about 40 minutes away and there's major highways everywhere in San Antonio. So right off wife, of uh, 410, right? 410. Uh, no, no. Uh, in the psycho riders off in Nakoma and 281. Oh, it is 281. That's right. Yeah. Cuts right by the airport. So we're going there and we have a minivan at the time. And by the way, I have like a six month year old, you know. What? You got a minivan? Now. Oh yeah, bro. I had two minivans. Let's, let's not, not even very, go into that. It's yeah. not very biker dude, but it'll go <laughs> yeah. ahead. Carry on. So yeah, exactly. I, I digress. So uh Norma literally says, Baby, if you're gonna buy this, how are you getting it home? I go, I gotta ride at home. She goes, You don't even know how to ride. I go, Yeah, I did. I just went to YouTube. She could get the hell out of here. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I literally watched YouTube channel, uh, a couple of YouTube videos on how to ride a motorcycle. I get to cycle rider. This bike is a Honda shadow seven fifty, And the, the guy says, I'm sorry, we don't have insurance. You can't test ride them before you buy it. You just got to buy it straight up. And I'm like, oh, okay, no worries. Right. Cause I, I want to be a badass. And he goes, well, how long have you been riding? I'm like, oh, for years, bro. For years. <laughs> <laughs> so confident so confident this one. Oh, dude i you know i just dive right in so sure enough we go i buy the bike do all the paperwork i get on there there's an industrial park that's just a little square and it's right before the highway and i say hey you know what it's been a while i'm gonna dust off the dust i'm gonna brush this dust off and i'm gonna ride for a little bit while well, i go to take off and he's standing right there and i'm like i was hoping he was gonna go inside so he didn't look Sure enough, I start moving, and sure enough, I almost damn dumped the bike right there on my first turn. And he was like, "You okay?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's good." Yeah. So sure enough, sure enough, oh, guys, that's hard. I, I know how you felt that time. Thirty times in a row, I had to practice turning turn my start turning my turn signal on, shifting up, shifting down, turning around, going to the other side. And he's watching me do these laps, looking at me like. This guy's full of shit. He never has written before. <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. Dude. He I would have loved to have been there. Oh, dude, it was great. It. So then I'm like, let's go. I'm looking at Norma and she's sweating balls, right? She's like, are you, are, we, are you serious? You must wiped out back there. I'm like, I'll be fine. She's like, do not get on the highway. I'm like, sure. I'm riding. And sure enough, guys, 30 minutes into it, we're in blistering heat because it's hot in San Antonio. Uh, and bikes are worse than the heat. I'm just itching because at this point, I'm like, I, I'm getting good. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I I get on the XSO 1604 and I, I freaking see the entrance and I'm like, let's do it. And I freaking gun it. 
put it in a fifth gear because that's all that bitch had. Oh. And I'm I'm doing like 82 yeah, miles an hour. Like, and it's struggling. Yeah, yeah, it's struggling. <laughs> it's struggling. And I see my wife, because our, our minivan had a huge windshield. And she's literally behind me, like cussing me out, screaming at me. And she was so pissed. And I was like, well, I'm already signed my death warrant. So I might as well keep going. And that's how I started riding, guys. Never looked back. Oh, man. Mm. Boxy, boxy, boxy. Isn't that crazy? That's a good story. So the Lord was with me many, many times. Yes, he definitely for sure. So I know we're kind of digressing here, but so you made me think of my first riding experience on the highway. Um, so I bought my first United Motors motorcycle crotch rocket from a guy at, I went into discount tire to get my tires fixed. I just got my license. I'd taken the class on post. He goes, Hey, I got the bike. Cool. Sold it to me for like $2,800. I said, all right, but I want to get the service. So will you drop it off at this place? And I was at Fort Hood at the time. Drops out this Yamaha dealer that sells them brand new. Oh, I, yeah. get the, the, I get the things flushed. They do, well, first I do an inspection. They said, yeah, the bike's good to go. Okay, cool. I get the things flushed. I don't know. I did a bunch of work to it, like, you know, $600 worth. I get it brand new for me. Well, I've never ridden the highway. I did the motorcycle school on base, you know, two days of driving. Got my license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never driven the highway before. So I go pick it up from there. I paid him. He dropped it off for me. I paid him. Go pick it up like a couple days later. I get in, get in the bike. I'm feeling good. Well, Jill was out of town or something. I can't remember. So my buddy Caddy was following me in my car. I get on 190 and clean. And I start driving down. And I'm like, oh, man, this is scary. Now, it's only a two-lane highway, but it's still a highway. And I'm talking highway like it is an overpass. 190 and clean. A bunch of soldiers, a bunch of civilians hauling ass. And, you know, a couple minutes in, it's about a 25-minute drive to my house from where I was going. I was going from Harker Heights to um, Copper Cove. And... Everybody's honking at me, and I'm like, you know, but I'm. I think I was doing like 50 in the speed limit, 65. And I'm like, oh, you know, fuck you. You know, it's my first time on the highway. I'm scared, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. the bike's shaking, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I'm scared. Oh, I've been and, there. That's and scary. I notice, I notice, I look at my rear view mirrors or my side mirrors, and my buddy's like flashing lights at me, and he's like, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, fuck you too, kitty. So finally, I'm like, man, everybody's honking at me. I'm like, what the fuck? So I pull over, and I get out of the car, and I notice the back of my bike is smoking. And Katie's like, runs up, like, bro, your bike's on fire. I say, what? And I turn around. I've never ridden a bike before. And I was so scared that I had my foot on the brake, back brake the whole time. Oh, no. And I look, and the <laughs> back brake caliber was straight smoking, dude. Oh, my God. Straight smoking. Smoking so bad that there was no middle part. You know where it cups over it? The whole thing was gone. It melted away, dude. Whoa. <laughs> And I told Kitty, I was like, bro, why don't you pull in front of me? He goes, well, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, honking at me like everybody else ain't going to do shit for me, dude. <laughs> like, I'm scared shitless. I'm thinking I'm just going too slow. My bike's literally on fire. And you ain't said shit. So that's my story. I don't want to derail you too much because I know you got some other topics to get to. But oh, you had a good story. I was I like, wait, it. I got to share it. mine. That I think it's mine. okay to do a continued. <laughs> that's what awesome. I love. That's what I wanted, guys. Even if, remember, we're doing this for us. What are the fun yeah. stories we had on the bikes, right? So, yeah, and then the the fun part of that was going home and explaining to my wife why I had to turn around. I literally turned around and brought it back to the dealership. And uh, I, when I rolled up the house, she just got back. And she's like, oh, where's the bike? I can't wait to see it. I'm like, yeah, about that. <laughs> so- <laughs> Another uh, $500 to get the fucking brick. I mean, I had to replace the whole mm. rotor and the whole caliber. Like, it straight up melted the middle part. Like, there was nothing yeah. that crapped over it. So. That is That's so like story. you buying something and destroying it right away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> LJ, you've had to have a crazy story on the motorcycle, something that just 
I got some of them that aren't they aren't new, but I guess like my first the only thing I think of real quick is like my first ticket. So oh, there you go. You know, because you know when you're on a motorcycle, like I said, I think I brought this up in a previous one. I got my first motorcycle when I was 19. My dad co-signed. I don't know what he was thinking. Oh, that was brave, he, right there. Uh, yeah, I know. He I co-signed know. for me. Man, I got a, did he love you? I got a no. ZX six R, so a, a Ninja six hundred. Oh yeah. And, oh jeez. And my best friend at the time, he got one. And then I think our other friend, he got one. And yeah, for the first time, it may have been one of the first times we ever got on the highway. We got on the highway and we just ripped it. We did. And I'm doing 100 mile an hour. But he, all of a sudden there's a cop behind us and he didn't pull me over because I was doing 100 mile. He's like, oh, you switched three lanes. You didn't use your signal. <laughs> I was like, wow. He's like, I'm, I'm going to give you a go ahead. I'm going to give you a 65 and a 55. And he's like, but. He's like, I better not see you in court because he's like, I'm gonna rail you. You know, Ooh. not the words he was using back then, but he's just like, I bet it was very close down. though. <laughs> yeah, because it was he coming, you. you know. So I was just that- like, yeah, yep, yeah. you know. I was just like, yes, sir, you know. Actually, Dude, I do have, you know, one of actually really quick good story too is, and I got so pissed off. So we we were riding into downtown Indy, and it was me and about I don't know six to ten other bikers. We pull in downtown. There's a arby's and a subway right next to each other we pull in to the subway but the the subway to get in there's a little little tight right there and the curb was perfect for a sidewalk and it was like a ramp so my buddy in front of me uses the ramp to launch his his street bike no and i just just follow and i just follow suit well follow suit we put our kickstands down we look across at arby's and there are four impd Mounted motorcycle cops. Wow. Just <laughs> coming, out, coming out of Arby's. <laughs> oh, the, my purse are ready. They're staring us down. My buddy fucking hurries up, gets on his bike, fucking gone. I'm just sitting there like, you know what? <laughs> I can own my shit. Right? Uh, cops walk, dude. get on their bikes, just come right over. Like, well, I was just like, I was like, you know, I'm here. I'm owning my shit. I know what I did, but I was just like, but he's just like, <laughs> giving me all kinds of bullshit so i just start going off on hell you motherfucker you know just giving him fucking hell and because i treated him that way he gave me the ticket and i was even talking i was like my buddy was just right here he fucking took off what i was like what what you do what are you doing I was yeah, like, i'm here owning my shit you insulted him that's why yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did. They, after they were done writing my ticket they went they did find him he was right around the corner they said oh since you treated us nicely they didn't give the dude a ticket. Wow! I was like, this dude ran off. I took Come it. To court. I, I took it to court. I took it to court. And the oh. the the, the uh, judge was still like, "Well, you know, you shouldn't have done it, and you did treat. You know, you were talking to him this way, and I was just like, but my buddy just fled the scene and nothing. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Life, so your buddy was smart, bro. <laughs> he see he knew. Oh, I he, went off he on used that you cop. as bait. Everybody was looking yeah. at me like I was going to go to jail. I was going off on that motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't, that was the one time and one time only I've ever gone off on a cop. I respect. I was just about officers. to say, for but I went man, off. Don't do that. Don't do that. I went off I was on like, that motherfucker. Because for less like, than tonight is don't go off. On I was like, cop, why are you? Ca- they they come straight over and went over me. I was just like, but you just saw my buddy take off. Shouldn't you just be getting on your motorcycle, fucking chasing after him? Yeah. <laughs> but you just come over nope. here. I'm I'm fucking easy target. You're oh, man, I, I blew yeah. up on their ass, but I should have probably went to jail. I probably should have. 
Well, we're glad you did it. That's right. And uh, yeah, so one thing I wanted to bring up with you guys and the listener that's out there is because I still have so many close friends that are in the bike biker community. And if you're in San Antonio, you know this. San Antonio is a very strong biker community, right? Everybody looks out for their own. Uh, we even have a Facebook group called 210 on twos, which is really awesome because if there's like, I, you know, junk in the road, stuff like that. So that's what I want to talk about. A couple of things that if you are not a biker and you're not aware of what us bikers uh, would look for or who we are, let me explain some of that. Right. And the first thing I wanted to talk about is really quick, just breaking stereotypes. The problem is most people, they see somebody on two wheels, especially if they have a cut which is a vest and, uh, you know, colors, as, as uh, some of the bars will say, no representing colors. They'll think, oh, my gosh, that person's a bad person or a criminal. They're going to probably shoot us. And you guys, the, the problem is they're the, it's the most furthest thing from the truth. Don't judge a book by its cover. I will tell you, we've been in so many benefits. In fact, every single weekend, all the clubs would all form little get-togethers to support somebody that needed medical problems or somebody that just had an accident or somebody that lost their job or somebody need a fence rebuilt. Like they are the most giving people. And so I would just challenge you guys, don't judge a book by its cover. And when you see somebody and they might be blaring and hell, they may even flip you off. Right guys. Cause bikers, we're a whole different life. It's a whole different like animal. The reason we're on two wheels is because we're independent. We don't give a shit. We don't like rules. We usually want to be free and we're going to speak our minds. And if you come over or you don't pay attention before you, sh- you know, you, you shift lanes or you hit, you know, your brake too long or you're on your phone. I mean, I can, I, you know, guys, bikers don't have a cage around them. They exactly. don't have that safety. Right. And so nowadays everybody's on the phone they're not paying attention and so if you cut a biker off and they come up and they flip you off and they may even kick your car depending how you react it doesn't mean they're a criminal and that they're bad dudes and they're going to hurt you it's because they just realize that you threatened their life and you didn't even know it that's what our definition is of almost manslaughter like almost attempted to murder right you just you don't think it's anything but we have nothing to protect ourselves we're going 80 90 miles an hour i'm sorry the speed limit. Let's just say. <laughs> let's <laughs> recover. Yeah. Yeah. Recover. Okay. Yeah. So the speed limit. There you go. And, and you know, and we just want people to pay attention, and that's why a lot of us, if you ever hear really loud pipes, and you're always like, "Man, they're so obnoxious." Well, guess what? What's the saying, Steve? What do they always say about loud pipes? Loud pipes save your life. Exactly. 100%. Why is that? Because you want to be heard, especially down the highway when you got them young teenagers. Blair and Mariah Carey or Taylor Swift and texting <laughs> and you want that. I mean, that's what it is though, man. Um, okay. And I don't say young people, but you want to be loud. I used to be one of those people thinking like, Oh man, that bike is so loud. Why? And that's how I ride motorcycles. And I get it now. I mean, it's, you want to yeah. be loud because you want people to hear you coming and leaving because people aren't always paying attention and more and more today. Cell phones are more and more in use, right? Even though they shouldn't be, I'm, I'm a bad person about it sometimes too. But um, well, let's loud bike saves a life is what I like to say. So exactly, ex- exactly, guys, and a lot of us. So let me speak on the benefit 
what I liked about the club life, right? When I say club life, Guardians of Children, we were acting like a motorcycle club, but we weren't chartered as one. But we still were sort of in the thing, same thicket of it. And then after I left uh, GFC, I went to uh, Red and Gold Support, and that's underneath the One Percenter here in San Antonio. And I can tell you guys that the the other thing that you need to know about bikers is that it's a brotherhood beyond you could anything you could ever imagine. And for me personally, and bros, I know we've talked about our backgrounds and everything like this. And I think I mentioned it once before. I, I signed up for the Navy when I was 18. And I was ready to go to MEPS. And I got a huge fight with my mom. And I ran away from home that night before I was supposed to go. And that was one of the biggest regrets I had. Not serving our military, uh, or serving our country through our military, and and being a veteran. So, my way to make up for it, and looking for a brotherhood that is like no other, I wanted a motorcycle club around me uh, because I I saw how close these these guys were. I mean, they were when you're riding peg to peg for five hours on a tr- road trip. And you're dealing with cars coming in and out, trying to break you. You know, you got breakdowns, you got sun, you got heat, you got somebody that blew an oil gasket and almost killed everybody. Right? You got all these things. It builds that camaraderie. You know, you just hit it right there on the head. Camaraderie. It's camaraderie, guys. So I don't mean to steal your thunder here. Um, So I think you hit it right in the head there. So camaraderie. So the whole time I've been, you've been, I've been itching. Right? I'm like, oh, let me see something. In a sense that. No, no. So, so one thing I've learned from the biker club was that, or, or just being a biker, and I'm saying even being in a club or just having a group of riders that like to ride together. Because I've been in that life before. I do I, when I was riding motorcycles and cross rockets way before I joined GOC or I met you. I had a group of six to seven friends in Hawaii and in Fort Hood that we would go often on rides, and we had our own little group. We weren't a club by no means, but we had a group. So. One thing I like to say is that I notice. So you're talking about the stereo stereotypes of motorcycle clubs and bikers, right? One thing I notice is that you hit on the head, right? So they do get a bad rap. Yes, there are some criminal organizations out there. There are some bad apples in every situation you put people in, right? Bikers, bankers, doctors. I mean, you can find yeah, some bad about everyone, right? Car salesmen. I just yeah. feel like because they're on a motorcycle and they're on a biker that they are more dimed out than other people, but. Um, one thing I noticed joining GOC and just being in other organizations in the sense of riding with people is that you get that camaraderie. I'm in the military. When I first joined you guys, I was not in anymore. Then I went back in, right? So um, when I first met you, I wasn't in the Army. Um, yeah. And then I am going back in. But I, one thing I noticed and I loved about it was that was that camaraderie. Is that, yeah, man, this, they're a group of friends and family that hang out. Support each other for the good, the bad, the ugly, and then they ride. And then on top of that, you not only do you ride, but you ride two wheels down. There's nothing better than wind therapy. And that's what motorcycles like to call it, right? Bikers like to call it wind therapy. Yeah, you yeah. got the wind. I love wind therapy. Wind therapy. Yep. The, the, I mean, I mean, I, for me, there's nothing more American than riding a motherfucking motorcycle. Yep. Outside of like a, a I'm not gonna lie. Outside of like a, a sports car, the top down, but still like. It's just the open road, just cruising with some friends, knowing that you're all like minded is very nice. But to speak on what you're saying earlier, so the camaraderie, right, is very good. You know, I was very skeptical. I was one of those people that was skeptical about um, bikers. And then I joined GOC with you. And um, 
Um, we got to hang around some of those guys. And yeah, some of those guys, those one percenters, those red and gold were kind of hard. But still, they, they, they would show up to our rallies. They would show up to our organizations and our events. And they would, you know provide security and donate a bunch of money and and help us out no matter how no matter which way they could and I thought that was amazing and I really met some truly good people riding motorcycles people that before I joined GOC or before I started riding a cruiser I would have never thought the bikers was that way and it just goes to truly show never judge a book by its cover um, yes they are they protect their own and a lot of people don't understand what they're doing and who they are so they're afraid of them, and that's why they get a bad rap, I think. If you truly get to know them and you respect them, just like any other, anybody that steps on your territory, you're going to be – you're well, going to yeah. be <laughs> – Guys, come on. What, so what's we're, going on here? we're the listener. We got I'm, try, I'm trying to them. hold it together so hard. Jack here, Daniels man. and a Miller Lite together all yeah. on camera and then taking a picture. Like, of course, it's going to be skunky. Uh, so, Steve-O. But yeah, so that's just my take. Like, I mean, just bikers, they get a bad rap. Yeah. And, but if you, if anybody that's protecting what they got and protecting their own, they're going to look like a mean person. I mean, back a mama bear up into a, into a, into a corner, she's going to protect her cubs, right? You're talking about bikers on the highway? Exactly, man. You get a bad rap, you get a bad rap. But that's just because I'm doing something you're not used to and I'm protecting mine and that offends you, right? So I'm leaving that well, there. Go ahead, Bob. Take it away. No, that, that's exactly what I want to talk about because I did go beyond GFC. I went into – started getting into uh, the outlaw world, right? And uh, I have really good friends that are outlaws. Uh, they're still with the 1% group. I – know that they'd give me the shirt off their back in a heartbeat if I needed it. And I would do the same for them. And they are phenomenal people to know. Right. But it didn't come easy. <laughs> and and, and I, what I'll say this is that's, the, that's their MO, right? Nobody's just going to welcome you with open arms. Like, Oh yeah, we don't know who, who you are. Let's welcome you because they don't know who you are. They don't know if what your agenda is. And they're, they're going to really test you to make sure that you're really there for the right reasons. So, you know, just because you see that out, that, that thuggish, I'll, you know, exterior doesn't mean that they don't care. And I'll never forget this. When I was president of Guardians of Children, we had to go see some of these kids in rough areas. All I had to do is call a couple of my buddies in the 1% and said, hey, dude, we're going in here. We're going to go meet with some kids. And uh, we're going in this part of town. It's not very friendly. Uh, can you guys have our backs? And they're like, absolutely, you got your backs. And when they had our backs, boy, they had our backs, right? And awesome. uh I tell you what, yeah, I, that's what really made me respect those guys so much is because they said, when it's for the kids, you guys got whatever you want. We're going to do, we're here to help you. Right. And they knew that it's we were magical, business. man. It was yeah. awesome. So that was my experience with it. And that's sort of what I want to bring up tonight as far as the things you could learn. The one thing that I can't tell you, maybe as you're driving down the road, if you've got things in your truck or any kind of loose items like, ladders or sh shit that you don't think is going to fly out it might fly out and that could kill somebody right i can't tell you how many times i i saw debris in the road like and I, i'm talking about a ladder i saw oh yeah like a six foot ladder in the middle of a, a i-35 highway and i mean i was like probably two inches from hitting that out would wipe me out um guys just secure your loose items before you start driving i know you don't think it's gonna matter because if another car hits it so what if a biker hits it, it's their lives. And I would just say, you know what? It, it, on TxDOT, and I don't know if Indiana has it, and I'm sure Maryland has it, but 
Tech Dot is uh, they've got all these billboards and it said uh, look twice for motorcycles. And I'm very thankful slogan. for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because those guys not only twice looking for them, but also just paying attention to stuff that you guys don't think would fly out of your car or your truck bed or whatever your trailer. And it does. It could be it could be you could be calling a father, uh, a wife, yep. uh, a mother. You know, it, that's a big deal. So please take care of that stuff. Yeah. I had a driver that, you know, got loaded by an excavator. We always call them hose. But we got got loaded by an excavator and it busted one of the sideboards because on dump trucks a little bit Ooh, higher up you got yeah. sideboards and it busted one of the sideboards but it was barely hanging on and this Ooh. driver is also a motorcyclist and he got on the highway and one of my other drivers sent me a picture like man oh boy's driving down the highway like this and I had texted like you got to get that secured because you're a motorcyclist you got to be knowing this stuff you know, that sideboard yeah. I mean we're talking about a two by four yeah. Oh, it's yeah. been treated and painted. Yeah. It comes out. It's going to take somebody. It's going to kill somebody. So, and that's on our part. So it's it's always think about. I, real quick, I want to try to make this quick, but I, I maybe I'm going overboard. But I think all motorists should maybe have to learn to be a motorcyclist first. Motorcyclist. <laughs> I was first. Cyclist, but yes, but motorcyclist <laughs> first. Motorcyclist. What? motorcyclist first for a couple of years because you think so much more when you're driving like especially with me in a dump truck i'm always checking my mirrors two three four five times before i'm switching lanes because yeah. i have come over luckily it was downtown i was moving three four miles an hour i've come over on a motorcycle motorcyclist before and you know i i'm i'm always that's what i look over and over and over again is yeah if I come over on somebody and it's someone on a motorcycle, they're probably gonna be dead. So Agreed, if man. everybody has that same mentality, man, the roads would probably be a lot safer. I agree, brother. I love it. I freaking love it. Look twice for a bike for sure, man. I mean, the small and, uh, things set you off one hundred percent. They're good I'm people. They sure. just want their freedom. They just hey, it's a freedom thing to me. And I was going to say that next. You know, if you can't afford a sports car right at the back, motorcycle, if you want to be an American and just feel free and feel like you're living the American dream, motorcycle is the way to go. Even a sports car. Sports cars are nice, and I want one one day, but, like, there's nothing like being, I don't know, I hate to say it and be morbid, but my idea of a motorcycle is that you never know you're going to get to de- your two-year destination alive. That's what's exciting oh. about it, right? Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, guys, it's, it's thrilling. Steve, right? you it's, you were part of some of these rides when we did six, seven hour one way trips. The if you ever want to know why a biker sometimes is just at a very short fuse in any motorcycle or any incident on traffic situation, like if you pull somebody over, you cut them off, or whatever. Here's why: is a driver of four wheel vehicle. How many times are you looking at the ground, studying what? you're going to hit if there's a bump in the road if there's something loose in the gravel anything as a biker you have to analyze everything not only your surroundings but the road you're riding on because the road you're riding on, on a swivel on a swivel you got and not only swivel but i mean you're you're watching like my wife we we out of crack up we do these uh rides out to the three sisters and it'd take us Such a you know, six seven hours yeah you know, amazing ride right but 290 300 miles for that day and we come home and she'd been riding in the back the whole time. And she's like, oh, that was so much fun. And I would be fucking exhausted. And she's like, well, I don't know why. I mean, we had a good time. Why, why are you so exhausted? Why are you so moody? I'm like, 
Because you have no idea. Like, I have to pay attention to everything there. I'm leaning in, leaning, you know, you just, there's so many things that can take out a biker that uh, you just got to look out for. So for people that didn't know, that's the small thing. So that was all I wanted to bring up. And I appreciate you brothers going down that journey with me. There's a lot more to unpack on that one. Oh yeah, for sure. We don't have the time. So my last question is for everybody is, okay, do you recommend everybody get a bike? I mean, do you think it's worth it? No, hell no. No, 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 no. I do. Do. Okay, so yeah, I, that, even, that's not, even that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, yes, bikes are the way to go, man. Yeah. They're cheap, they're fun, and if you're smart about it and you're not – if you, best thing, the, the biggest thing with motorcycles, you have to be on a swivel, like John LJ just said, and looking out. I, I am no longer – it's not me that's a problem. When you're on a bike, nine times out of ten, and I won't say 9.8 times out of ten, it's the other drivers that get people hurt. I'm going to say that. So uh, All right, so hold on, hold on. Here's what I'm going to back it up. You asked me a question. You guys both opposed me. LJ is the only one that has a wife that actually rides. And she has her own motorcycle designation and a license. You and I, Steve, could you imagine Jill jumping on a motorcycle and just taking off of it? But I mean, burning through it. And I, not right off the bat. I think I would be a little bit nervous. But, yeah, I think she would get the hang of it. It's all the experience, though. And maybe your wife could because your wife is more independent. I just know my wife did try it. She went to motorcycle class. She laid it out twice. They threw her out and said, sorry, you're going to either hurt yourself. That's why I bring up the moped then. Have a moped and have a moped. And And, hey, I I was so proud of her for even trying it. I said she got a cover zone. That's good for cupcakes. No, that was huge for her. But what I'm saying is she would never be the person that went on bikes. So when you said everybody... No, there are some people that there's no way they need to be on bikes. Sorry. So, I guess I meant more like if you're thinking about it, do it. It's fun. It's worth mm. it. Be smart. Be safe. That's uh, all I'm saying. Got to go. I guess, no. yeah. All those ladies are a big distraction on motorcycles going down the road, too. Both of yeah. you all's ladies. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, the other thing I was just being, it, it crossed my mind. I'm not going to delay, but I'm sure it'll hit me here in a second. And, just like a pebble on a motorcycle. You know what? I've been on a bike wearing a three-piece helmet and got hit by a fucking bee. And um, ever since well, then, I have worn a full-face helmet. I've been hit by the, uh, what do they call them? Locust. Yeah. When locust the season going down to Cincinnati oh, one time. Yeah. Oh, man. Screw yeah. all that. And then on the guy's trip, that was the first time I ever rode a bike with no um, windshield. And I'm like, nope, not for me. I have to have a windshield, dude. That fucking, I'm just, I feel like I'm holding on for dear life. just have to be blown <laughs> off. Um, the but I've always had a windshield or I'm leaning in on a cross rocket, so I've never had that issue. So, <laughs> all right, LJ, you're the closer today. What you got for us, brother? Yeah, we, we, we can talk about motorcycles deep. all day. So. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we, yeah. And I think Sorry. people will notice that we love our motorcycles. Like I said, it's it's a freedom thing. And uh, we always close things. Bogsy's, I was trying to get my own new one this week, but I couldn't think of it. Bogsy had his, his, uh, Awesome cheer last time. Toast. Toast. Yeah, yeah. I love Not cheer. And, and uh, yes, Jake. Jacob brought up the uh, the dad joke, which is still where I'm going to steer. But I, I'm eventually going to find one. So here's my dad joke, and I'm going to. I have to change it just a little bit. So here we go. Why did the motorcycle fall over? Hmm. Because it so was big. too tired. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so, oh, dad and, joke. My God, that is a dad joke right there, yes, dude. That was a joke, and that's definitely gonna be a diss to those of you on tricycles. <laughs> you know what? 
Tricycle. When I'm 50, though, 50 trikes, but I'm still going with tricycles. Yeah, tricycle. That was good, LJ. Good, good, yeah. good. That was a yeah. good one. The dad was joke was dad bicycle, joke. but it's like, you know what? Motorcycle, same thing. And I know it's going to be a diss to those on trikes, but you know what? It, it's going to blend right in right now. And I'm, I'm, I love it. it. All right, so my dad joke. We're gonna go and get it, get it, keep those wheels rolling. My my setup on my screen is young dude, old dude. So I'm gonna go to my young dude first, and let's hear what you got to say. Hey man, I love the conversation. Mm -hmm. I just want all the listeners to stay positive every day, baby. Stay positive. And where's my old dude? Man, you know what? We are gonna live it up every single day. And those weren't supposed to be disses, but hey, everybody out there celebrate every day. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.